Gathering of the Geeks, a podcast and YouTube show built around the things we as geeks all love. Hashtag we gather on Sundays. Thank you for checking out the one after Easter. I am one of your hosts, Emmett, and I'm joined by the Ted Lasso to my coach Beard, Chris Evans. Chris, how are you tonight? I am here. How are you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were talking off air. Uh, yeah, we're, I think we both got a, a little, a couple things going on, not feeling yeah. well. Um, so it's just one of those, uh, one of those Sundays, I guess, eh? Mm-hmm. One of those days. Um, Gathering of the Geeks is available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Gathering of the Geeks and you will find us. Uh, Thanks to everyone in the chats already. Grabs, Eric, Matthew Anderson. Hey, guys. How's it going? Uh, It's been a little bit. We are uh, the one after Easter. We took Mm -hmm. last week off uh, to kind of just do Easter things. Um, So, yeah. I'll start a little bit right now, Chris. I just have something I need to get off my chest. And thankfully, Go for it. Um, thank you. <laughs> thankfully, we were actually off um, last Sunday um, because on Saturday, um, a week ago yesterday, so that would have been April the 16th, um, I got a call from my daughter uh, while I was at work and she told me that my wife uh, was having a heart attack. Um, so I very, very quickly left work and, um, drove home half an hour home. Uh, I made it just in time, um, for her to be loaded in the uh, ambulance and taken to a hospital and had, um, the absolute best care she could uh, possibly have. Um, and she's fine. She's home now. Um, but it's, it was very hard on me and my family, obviously very hard on my daughter, who was the one who called me and had to. Um, you know, handle her mother and my bro- uh, and my son, who was also there at the time. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of hyperbole thrown about, thrown around about, you know, um, you know, hug the ones you love, um, all that kind of stuff. Um, and I think I've said that before a bunch of times, um, too, but I couldn't, that, that statement can't be any more true about, you know, loving the ones that are around you don't take anything for granted um you know my wife all the time says i love you um when i leave work and sometimes i don't say it back just because um i can guarantee you that now i'm going to say it every single time i'm not going to take for granted that my wife um you know if if she didn't have the care that she was given um might not be here anymore um so it was a very hard week for my family specifically a hard week for me but one of the things that i did um, after it had happened, I, I, to- I told Chris this on the Sunday afterwards that I was going to kind of trying to take a break from everything that, you know, I had to look after my wife and look after my kids. Um, and one of the things I found, but being off social media, isn't the worst thing in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, that's another thing that kind of gets said a bunch. And, um, you know, another thing that we kind of take for granted, this, 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 this vessel, you know, Twitter is a vessel is using it to air grievances as uh, to create relationships. Like I've created relationships with many of people, but even the good stuff, like um, chatting with Chris Zeddy um, and Nico in a DM, even that kind of stuff, it was kind of a weight off my shoulders, not having to um, talk about Superman or talk about Batgirl or talk about anything. Um, So as much as I want to say that, you know, don't take your family for granted, get away from what we're doing right now. Like, not, well, not don't right leave now, right now. No, yeah. but not right now. Later. What are you doing? Yeah, that's right. Um, it's okay to put it down every once in a while. It's okay to step away um, and, and be absorbed in the world that you're in. Um, even the good stuff. 
because um, just having more time with your family is is a is something that I will not take for granted anymore, um, ever. So I just wanted to, I just wanted to get that out there. I haven't really told too many people other than Chris. Um, just wanted to give him a heads up. Um, so Chris, thanks for letting me kind of get that off my chest and say my piece. And now we can kind of get into um, our show. No problem. So what'd you get up to? Doing well, by the way. Everything is good. Yeah, everything is good. Uh, so what'd you get up to the last two weeks? What have you been? What have you been watching? What have you been reading? Uh, you know, now I got to think about it. <laughs> um, well, I finished Succession this week. That was kind of my big thing. Um, as you know, I don't keep up with shows very well. I'm horrible with it. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> and I think I started Succession in January. I think. And I just finished. What was it? May was January. I don't know. By the way, I just finished the third season, and that is some fantastic television. Uh Like, I didn't see a lot of that coming, but I've said it before. These characters are horrible people, but you can't look (laughs) away from them. That's right. And this season really upped the ante on that, I think. Like, they were especially horrible this season. Um, Logan Roy especially, even though he's my hero. Your favorite, yes. He's amazing. I love Logan (laughs) Roy. Um. But I, I just really like the way the characters are written and the way they interact with each other. And the story itself, mm-hmm. I think the third season is the best season, in my opinion. Yeah. Also, yeah. all the cameos and extra stars on there. Like, I love Adrian Brody. I, th- I think he's a fantastic actor we don't see a yeah. lot of. So, for some reason, he got his Oscar and started doing B-movies. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I, I don't know how that, you know, how that happened. But uh, he was great in it. And then, like, Alexander Skarsgård is in some later episodes. Mm-hmm who's another favorite of mine, you know, I first saw him on True Blood. As, mm-hmm. uh, I think his name was Eric Northman. Coincidentally, yep. he's in The Northman now. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that was cool. Um, so I watched Succession, loved that. As far as the movies go, I watched most of The Batman again. Yeah. Most. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, my favorite thing is probably the unbearable... Well, I, I still don't know the title. You the can do un- it, Chris. <laughs> the Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent? Is that <laughs> well, what it is? Yeah, you got it. Well, it's it's funny. In, in our poll that you posted uh, on April 21st, you just put Nick Cage movie. It didn't fit in the box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it couldn't fit in the box. <laughs> so it was the Nick Cage movie. Everybody knows what it is. Uh-huh. Uh, that was a huge highlight for me. Well, let's talk a little bit more more about that. You're obviously a huge Nick Cage guy. Um, it's obviously um, Nick Cage to the fullest. Yes. Um, so, h- h- how was the movie? What did you enjoy it? Was it is it an actually a good movie or is it just fun and stupid? You know how? So, how, how okay, how when did we you, talk like, good yeah. versus fun. Well, like, we just, you just talked about Succession. Okay, one of the right. best shows on different TV. Beast. Okay, <laughs> different beast. Yeah. Chris Housen. That's correct. Um, it's a different beast. So it's fun. It, it actually does have a real like narrative. Because I kind of assumed it was just going to be Nicolas Cage being Nicolas Cage for two hours. Right. And I was cool with that. That's kind of what I was hoping for. But I got a bonus because it has a story. Yep. <laughs> and the story <laughs> makes bonus. sense. Yeah. <laughs> the bonus is the story makes sense. I'm in. Mm-hmm. So it had that. Um, but like Pedro Pascal's really entertaining it. Mm-hmm. He, he's fantastic he's really good and the chemistry he has with Nic- Nicolas Cage is entertaining um, the whole cast is it's a small group of characters though but they all work 
all the Nicolas Cage, um, what, I was called Cageisms or something. I don't know. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> One of my favorite things is the um, the statue of him from Face Off. There's a oh, yeah. there's a bit with that, and it's hilarious. Um, so yeah, I really enjoy that. It's something I liked. I think it's just a fun movie. You don't have to um, think too much about it. You just watch it. It's Nicolas Cage being Nicolas Cage, and you get a plot. <laughs> I think after the, I think it was the, maybe the second trailer that they released for it when they kind of put into the mm-hmm. fact that he's working with the, the CIA or the police or whatever it is. Yeah, that was in the second trailer, I believe. Yeah, so that's when that plot was coming. I'm like, oh, this it's an actual movie. It's not just um, Nicolas Cage being Nicolas Cage for two hours. Um, right, and- like Cookie says, we I think we were all surprised once you sit down <laughs> that there was a plot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that that's fun. I. I don't know if it's a must watch. Uh, you, you, Cookie, um, I forget who else. I think Nico is another guy that loves Pig a lot. Um, yeah, Pig is great. You know, I I know I can't get behind a serious Nick Cage movie. Um, you know, I, I feel like I just want to watch Face Off. I just want to watch well, The Rock. Well, you that's know? the thing, though. He, has, he does so many different kinds of things. Yeah. It's kind of like pick your flavor of Nicolas Cage. I can I like it all, but I can see someone saying I only want Con Air, Nicholas Cage. That's but, right. That's all I you know, want. That's over all the I top need. kind of stuff. Put the bunny back in the box. I get it. That's right. <laughs> so great. <laughs> uh, a lot of people do consider leaving Las Vegas his best, but I mean, like I said, there was there was a tweet about MCU movies yesterday. And I said I don't know about best, but my favorite. My favorite's probably Face Off. Hmm. I think I like The Rock the best. The Rock is good too. You know, I, like Ed Harris is really good in that movie. Um, you know, it's got. Um, I, I, I always when I back in the day when the movie came out, I was very fascinated with the JFK assassination and how they blended that into the movie and you know, getting the film at the end. Him and his uh, his girlfriend they go to that. Um, Sean Connery had the film uh, about who who actually killed JFK and we, he hit it in a in a church. We got to rewind for a second. Okay, <laughs> you said when that movie came out. You were obsessed with the JFK murder. Yeah, that's right. Weren't you like 10? I don't know when the movie came out. No way. It's I not, think so. No way that, how old is that movie? No way it's 26 years you, old. We're going to use the interwebs to find out. <laughs> All right. Well, then. <laughs> it was 96. Yeah, you were like 10. I was 10. Okay, so that didn't happen. When I saw the movie, which is probably when I was 15 okay. or 16. Thank you, Chris. Gotcha. Um, I was, I, I've was i been obsessed with the JFK assassination for a long time. Hey, um, if anyway, you were so obsessed at 10, no problem. Uh, that's right. That's I, cool. I went I'm hard. At, I went hard at 10, man. You I was know, just I was curious, that man. Film. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. <laughs> I also love Family Man. He's got quite the, the IMDB page, that's for sure. He does. But <laughs> The Rock is a great one. Also, that's Michael Bay, which is fun. Yep. That was fun. Uh, oh, I think Juan's got a, a hot take coming, and I'm looking forward to this. Y'all are not be attacked. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> what was it called? Firefox when he was a hot helicopter fighter pilot. I, I don't know that one. No, don't know that one either, Glenn. You mean the movie? So that would be Face Off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but... Yeah, um, Anyways, <laughs> you just pick your flavor, like whichever you like. Like Vampire's Kiss yeah. is very goofy, 
which also I found out recently Pedro Pascal based his One Room 84 performance on that performance. <laughs> I haven't heard of that one. <laughs> what, what's that movie? Vampire's Kiss? It's where he thinks he's a vampire. It's very 80s. But he's not a vampire. No, it's been a while I've seen it. It's been a while since I've seen it. Imagine like American Psycho, but instead of him thinking he's a vampire, he's... <laughs> it's, it's kind of similar. That sounds fun. That sounds it is like fun. sounds it sounds like a Nick Cage movie. So we do not we don't talk about Alistair. <laughs> Just like we don't talk about Bruno, there's no Alistair here. No idea. <laughs> Biggest villain in DC on film. It's hard it's it's hard to watch that movie, Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four, and anytime that kid's on the screen just to laugh, just because you hate that little boy so much. <laughs> why did he go on the freeway? Not to rehash it, but why did he go on the freeway? Let's rehash it. Let's go right down the rabbit hole all over again. The kid walks on the freeway looking for his father when the apocalypse is happening or whatever it was. Who goes on the freeway? <laughs> it makes no sense. I, I, and I understand. He's a kid. I never want to walk on the freeway looking for anything. And there's cars on the... Never mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See what happens when you bring up Alistair's Eddie. Thanks a lot. <laughs> oh, Firebirds. Okay. I haven't seen that. Like I said, his IMDb page is is a, a site. Uh, it's a site. He's got every kind of movie. And I, I kind of liked. Uh, what was it? The, um, a couple of weeks ago that he said he was he, he got into some money with the or, or trouble with the IRS. So then he just took like all those uh, you know B movies. He used you know he took paychecks from movies that were you know Nick Cage movies. All those um, you know those ones that fill up his IMDb page, mm-hmm. and he just used it to pay back pay back uh, debt to the IRS. You know he's you know I like it. He did it. <laughs> Yeah, right. Mostly Snipes did the same thing, I, I believe. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, so one of the things I, yeah, no, exactly. There's something for everyone in in a Nicolas Cage. Uh, you know, flipping through his 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 uh, profile. So, mm-hmm. um, one of the things I watched uh, recently, and I had a lot of time to do it, was I rewatched. Well, I actually watched. I hadn't seen the fifth one before. Anyways, the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Um, I watched. Um, all five, and I realized that after seeing the fifth one, that I hadn't seen it before. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we talked about this a while ago, talking about the idea that Johnny Depp is kind of by the end of the series is just playing like a caricature of himself as Jack Sparrow. Um, but that first one, and even the second one, Dead Man's Chest, is very good. Um, specifically, the first one is it, I had a great time with it. Um, the action specifically um in in dead man's chest is very good there's the scene where they um the three of them it's anyways they're up on they go on like a church or something and there there's the uh the water wheel that gets broken off a building and they're kind of doing like an action there's the action set piece feels like it's like 45 minutes long i remember it being very long yeah well those movies are so very long they are they're close up until to three the, hours i think right yeah, the the third one um, at World's End, I think, is two two hours and fifty minutes, mm-hmm. um, and they make the change afterwards for the fourth and fifth one. They go just over two hours. Um, you know, those movies feel like a pocket in time of big grand um, movies. Um, the CGI in those first couple are still very good. Mm-hmm. Um, like they they uh, Davy Jones and his whole crew, the ones that are look like fish and barnacles and all that all that stuff. I think they look great. Um, Johnny Depp is very good, and still all of them that he he, he does that he does. Even by the end of it, he's um, just a little playing it up too much, playing up too much too much Jack Sparrow. 
um, for me. But I, I, I had a great time. Also, my son had a great time with them. And the other thing I realized when watching them, the first three and specifically even the second and third one, like there's a lot of blood and there's a lot of murder. Yeah. In the like one of the, the opening scenes of the second one, I think Jack is a is at a prison or something, and there's prisoners inside like a a cage of some kind, and like birds mm-hmm. are coming, like pecking pecking their eyeballs out. And then the start of the third one, they just hang, I want to say 20, 30, 50 pirates and a kid pirate. Um, so it, it's it's very strange, you know. Disney movie, obviously an updated version of a Pirates of the Caribbean is Jungle Cruise. Um, that came out recently, and that's yeah. very much, very much PG, not uh, good for kids all around. But it's really interesting how much violence um, was in those early um, Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Chris, what do you think about those ones? Have you seen all love, of them? I do love the violence. Um, no, I have. <laughs> I have not watched the the last one, the fifth one. You said I have not watched that one, but yeah. I've seen the other four. I love the four, the first one. I adore it. I think it's an amazing piece of cinema. Mm-hmm. Um, the second and third ones I remember liking, not loving. Mm-hmm. I thought the fourth one with Penelope Cruz was not bad. It was entertaining. I, I made the mistake of um, seeing it in 3D, though. And that's Ooh. the only time I've, I've ever watched it, and I, I just had a headache afterward. So I don't know if that was from the movie or the 3D. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah, I remember that, not hating the movie. Well, that's what I mean about like a pocket in time. Um, you know, the 3D was really big at that time. <laughs> um the the cgi big things um you know movies were getting more and more uh, you know grand big and that kind of thing i hate 3d movies um i do too do you, do you dislike all of 3d movies how many have you seen do you think well i mean i saw i think the biggest one i saw was avatar and i think everybody saw that one in 3d just because that was yeah. the thing that's how it made all yeah. the money because the 3d tickets yeah, that's right. Yeah, and that was cool. But every other three D movie I've seen, I could say honestly say I didn't like it. Um, I saw mm-hmm. First Avenger in three D actually the first time. Did not like that. Mm-hmm. Um, when I watched it at home, I enjoyed the movie much more too. Um, I've seen a few though. I've seen a handful. I, I, but the only one I think I've liked was Avatar, just because that was different tech, and I mean it was mm-hmm. Avatar. <laughs> not saying it was a great movie or anything. It just the way it was made. I remember seeing um, Lego Batman in 3D. I went with my daughter and a friend of hers and my wife. Uh, it, that the start of that movie is so there's so much explosion. There's Lego pieces everywhere, and they're all 3D. And mm-hmm. it just oh, it just gave me a headache by the end of it. I, I I just watched like I think it was the last half of the movie without the glasses on, just because it was it was less of a headache to see the blur than it was to see all of the pieces all of the time in 3D. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's times in 3D movies where I've taken the glasses off when I have had to sit through when I've taken the glasses off just like you and just sat there for a couple minutes without them just to kind of refresh, you know? And and normally, I mean, when I saw something in 3D, it was only because that was the only showing available, and I just really wanted to see it there and then. Like, that was the case with First Avenger, for example. For Stranger Tides, the Pirates movie, I voluntarily went with 3D. I don't know why. <laughs> Maybe I thought, hey, well, this will be fun, and it wasn't. Do they still make... Three uh, movies in 3D. Is so that about still a thing? That. I didn't know that was a thing. But then when I got my Doctor Strange ticket, mm. there are 3D showings for that, and they're 3D IMAX. I'm not doing it, but they're there. <laughs> I like that. I'm not doing it, but they're there. Right. I, I'd like to just watch the movie in 2D. It's comfortable. I don't have to wear glasses. I already wear glasses. It's uncomfortable enough. We're good. Mm. 
Yeah, I like that you mentioned Avatar there too. I wonder about the second and third one, if they're going to be full on 3D. And, you know, James Cameron's always, uh, like you said, he was the one that kind of ushered in the era of 3D with Avatar. I wonder yeah. if he'll try and do that again with the, the sequel and the third one. Well, unless they're 3D on Disney Plus, I'm not seeing it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not excited for those movies at all. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, I, I didn't. I'm not really a fan of it. And also, I mean, if you've seen Dances with Wolves, you've seen Avatar. Or Pocahontas. Or yep. Pocahontas or Fern Gully <laughs> or any number of films like that. Ah, Fern Gully. What a good time. Ace Ventura 2, When Nature Calls. It's all the same thing. <laughs> it's all the um, same. I would rather watch Ace Ventura. <laughs> I would too, actually. I'm up for a third one if they want to do it. I'm just saying. If Jim Carrey's watching. Did you see that did you see the one with the uh, the kid? What was it no, Young Adventure or whatever? Me neither. <laughs> I don't need that. I, I won't. You know, you don't need that kind of stuff in your life. <laughs> no, I don't need that in my life right now. I watch enough crap as it is. Yeah, I was going to say there's there's enough of that. Right, I could find another vampire B movie. I'll enjoy more. Exactly right. Uh, what do you uh, what do you read this week? Anything? Any standout for the, for your uh, on your stack? I didn't read a single issue this week. Whoa. Um, you know, I have not had a lot of interest in, you know, okay, so I think the thing for me is, oh, actually, hold on. Is Battle for the Armies one of the Hobbit films? Yeah. That's right. I, I don't know the, the subtitles of them. I think that's the third one. Okay. Yeah, I wanted to see that, but I just didn't get around to it. Um, mm. I think lately, I just have zero interest in what DC is doing. Mm. And my most of what I want to read now is indie titles. Mm-hmm. How the switch has happened, I don't know. I kind of blame <laughs> our friend Lost in Comics in the comments. Ah, that's who it is, eh? Them, uh, you, of course. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. No, really though. Um, I'm just not as much into like the big two anymore. I, I'm really more interested in the the indie stuff lately, and so that kind of has brought my pull list down quite a bit because I'm just waiting for like rain number five at this point. Sure. Or um, I lost track of Bolero, but I got to pick that back up. You know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So the last book I read, I think, was Rain, number four, which was uh, fantastic. I really, really like that one a lot. Rain, mm-hmm. to me, rivals the, um, the what was the Layla Star book called? I can't remember right now. Many Deaths of Layla Star? The many, I was going to say The Many Lives. Yeah, for me, Rain is this year's Many Deaths of Layla Star. Wow. If that makes sense. Yeah, that's high praise. That's for sure. Yeah, it's it's really special. If you've been following along with it, you get these this interesting character. I like the world that they've built. I like that there's consequence in it, and mm-hmm. despite it being kind of a um, a larger than life setting in a way with the uh, mm-hmm. the crystal rain or the mm-hmm. rain needles, it remains very human, and the characters are, and like the fourth issue is such a roller coaster of emotion. Because it starts out with something big, in the middle there's something bigger, and then it <laughs> ends on a completely different note. And you're like, how did we get here? <laughs> I, I mean, I need a drink after that or something. I don't even drink, really. So, yeah, that's that's kind of what I've been doing, just reading indie stuff. Um, oh, and I did read, I don't know if we talked about it last time, or I think we did, the the vampire book. The kids. West of, Shun- West of Sundown? Or, oh, Little Monsters. Yeah, well, my, we talked about that last time. And uh, mm-hmm. I did read some Marvel stuff, but it was the usual Moon Knight, which was fantastic, as usual. <laughs> uh, and, uh, of course, X-Men stuff. You know, I'm always reading X-Men stuff. 
Mm -hmm. Going back to you kind of not liking what DC is doing right now, do you think it, you're you're basing that basically based on the biggest title that they have in Batman, and it's you were not liking it? You're not liking it? Do you think no. that's the major reason? No, I just want something different, I guess. Hmm. I think I'm just trying to, I like broadening my horizons, as they say. The journey <laughs> into that. indie comics has is becoming a bigger journey at this point. <laughs> uh, but I, I do, there are some stuff I want to read. Plus, another thing is I'm really behind on a lot of these books, like Batman. Mm -hmm. I don't know what's going on anymore. Yeah, that's right. So that is something I'm going to get back to because it's Batman and I have to. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Eventually. But I, yeah, I just haven't had a chance to catch up to the, the point where I would know what's going on. Although I hear Shadow Alpha is really good. So I'm, I'm excited to check that out. And um, I did like the first World's Finest. I know the new one was out this week, I think. Mm -hmm. So I got to catch up on that. There are a few books I want to read, but it, as, a, as a whole, I've just kind of been more into the indie stuff. Yeah, well, there's just so many books too, to read. There you are. Do have to, and and it, like the, the, the conversation always comes about, you know, comics are too expensive and comics are too expensive. Well, if you buy 15 books a week, heck yeah, that's expensive. But if mm -hmm. you kind of pick and choose and like it sounds like what you're doing, you're not... You know, you're not buying a DC book just because it's a DC book. If you don't like it, if you're not interested in it, you won't buy it. Um, and on the flip side, if you, you know, come up with a, um, you know, if you see a, a, an indie book that grabs your attention, you know, you'll, you seem like you're more at it uh, to give that a chance over giving a DC book a chance. Kind of right. Also, I have the DC app, so I always feel like, okay, I yeah. can come back around to it. That's another thing, too. You know, with the indie book, for me, once it's gone, it's gone. Mm -hmm. especially at my store or, you know, I just buy online now. I'll forget about it. Yeah. That's kind of the way I feel as far as that goes. Um, but, you know, I just like to, to read different stuff. I, I like the variety. And I, I never really paid attention to that before. Well, and it's interesting. Like you said, the indie books are just gone with image. They only do um, a first printing now. Mm -hmm. There's no second or third or, or whatever. Right. So if, if you don't get that book in the shops, that's it. You didn't get it unless you find it, you know, secondhand somewhere else or, pay more for it mm -hmm. um, somewhere else as well. So yeah, it's tough. And you know me, if I see a cover I like, I'm probably going to read it no matter what it is. Yep. <laughs> I like covers. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> but yeah. I would say the only thing I, I read worth mentioning was, was rain. Um, the other stuff was like, like I said, Moon Knight and X-Men stuff. Yeah, guys, if you want to hear more about our Moon Knight talk, you can be sure to check out Moon Knighting, uh, which you'll find in our podcast feed. Um, we should find a way to talk about the, Moon Knight comics, maybe somehow though. Um, Moon Knight is just still going. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's been going for a long time now. <laughs> it's been a great time. Four weeks, <laughs> great time. <laughs> yeah, we should find uh, try and find some time maybe to talk about the the Moon Knight um, books that are happening right now. I think it's your favorite Marvel title right now. Mm, yes. I don't know if those X Men ones are. No, Moon Knight is good. Or... Oh, they are good. They are good. Um, mm -hmm. Immortal X Men is is. Uh, as our friend Nico would say, elite. Hey, I, I like the way Nico, when he says it, he he finds different ways to say it on, on Twitter, too. Like he he'll, does. He'll capitalize the E, and then there'll be a space, and then a small L, and then, you know, the T will be... It's uh, Tim. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we need a cipher sometimes. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, I'm with you for books. Uh <laughs> Yeah, that's not uh, that's not uncommon. Don't worry about it. <laughs> It'll all make sense soon. We hope. Yeah, maybe. Or if it, if it doesn't, I mean, 
Stephen's a good bloke. <laughs> right, nice fella. Uh, yeah, there it is. Thanks, Eddie. That's how that's how it's done. Mm. So I read a couple of things, but nothing that really, you know, got me excited too much. Mm. Um, you know, I read pretty much like you. I read Rain Four that was um, a couple weeks ago. Um, yeah. I'm still on the last book you'll ever read. Um, it's only mm. got one more issue after this one, so I'm I'm pretty excited to pick that up. It's an interesting thing about the last book you'll ever read. They have um, a, a cover A, a variant, and then a black bag um, variant, which is it's X-rated. So it's got it's it's like in a black slip bag. Why is it X-rated? Like oh, the cover got, is. Yeah, the cover. It's oh, got okay. full-on nudity um, on the cover or violence in, in some case. Um, I hadn't bought any up until this point because I was sticking pretty heavy to the, or actually flipping back and forth between. Um, I think Jen Hickman does um, the variants, and then the Those artist. Those are the ones I like. Yeah, and then the artist on the book itself, um, Lisa Lee's, or I can't remember the the uh, the woman's name. Anyway, so I'll, I've decided on for the last issue, I'm going to go with the black bag one. Um, I, and it's tough because you don't know what it is. You don't know how sexy it is or how violent it is until you get it. Or until a, a few days. Fun. Yeah, it's, it's kind of it's, my shop yeah. doesn't do that. I'm lucky. That, I was lucky when I was reading. It, I was lucky just to find copies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty uh, it's pretty interesting. Um, Layla lies or Lee's is the artist on the book who does the other cover. So I've been flipping back and forth between the covers, um, just trying to find one that I like because sometimes I don't like the Hickman ones and sometimes I don't like the Lee's ones. But this will be the and I, I'm not sure if Gun Honey did this too with their X-rated covers. No, I don't remember I if they did or not. Anyway, so this black bag variant is, is kind of cool to me. I'm going to see what happens when I get it, and uh, I'll cross my finger that it's super sexy, I guess. <laughs> that's that's the new expectation for it. Just just be super sexy. That's all we want. Super sexy. If it's a black bag, I, I want I want some sexy. <laughs> uh, Lauren's asking how the uh, last book you'll ever read has been. It's been off and on. It was pretty heavy there. And nonstop for I want to say the first three episodes or three issues or so. I think that's when Chris, you were still reading it, and then yeah. I feel like you dropped it not soon after that. I think I read the third when I dropped it. The story just didn't go anywhere very quickly, and you can tell they they had a break for a little while where issue number four or five was delayed um, for a few weeks, and I feel like they took that time to wrap the story up in a certain way. Um, so. Issue when it, yeah, so it was issue four between issue four and five there was a break so issues five six and seven that came out two weeks ago are really trying to move it that feels totally tonally different where um, if I don't know Chris if you remember those first couple issues with the I can't remember the woman's name um, the writer name? The, Olivia the author yeah yeah Olivia you almost felt like she was enjoying the violence that was happening and and I and I think Chris and I talked about this maybe she wrote it wanting to um wanting to create violence in some way she was kind of neutral to the whole thing mm -hmm. and now on these last issues like oh it wasn't my fault i didn't do anything wrong um i was it's just writing switch. something yeah it's so it, it feels like a, a very tonal switch um there's still lots of violence in it there's still lots of weird nudity in it the mm -hmm. paneling is still very strange you know the panel placement page layouts i like that strange though. i like it too um it, it just adds a very you know weird and crazy look to the whole book um, but yeah, it's definitely faltered in towards the end. Um, specifically, like Chris said from Lost in Comics, it started off really good, 
but when they feel like after their break, they're trying to wrap it up um, and change the story somehow. So we'll see. See what happens. I think issue eight that comes out in a few weeks will be the last one. There's nothing solicited after that. Um, but it's still, it's a wild and crazy book. That's for sure. But, you know, I didn't actually, I dropped it for a dumb reason. Not because I didn't like the story, because I couldn't get the Hickman cover. And I was like, well, if I can't get the That's set, right. I don't want it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know that was dumb. But I was also reading a bunch of other stuff at the time. So I was like, well, whatever. I'll read it eventually. Yeah, that's, how, that's how it goes sometimes. I'll read it when it gets to this, you know, when I get to my stack. <laughs> You're never going to get through it. Don't bother. I will one day. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll even read the, what is the big, the big Batman book called? Was it One Dark Knight? The one like the oversized book? Yeah. The one that Jock's doing. Yeah. One Dark yeah, Knight. I'll even read that because I have it. You didn't read the first one yet? No. You got that cool it. cover too. And it's, in, you know, it's in the cubby hole. With other books stacked on top of it, I really thought I, w- I wasn't going to like that book, um, and it's great. Um, the second issue just came out really recently, or not recently, but I just got my copy um, a little while ago. It, I'm, so, I'm still very surprised that I liked the book as much as I did because I wasn't totally excited on it um, at the start. Well, anything Batman, I'll usually check out. But yeah. Grab is with me on the cover thing, so <laughs> I think <laughs> Grab is a valid reason. Yeah, he's always trying to save a few bucks. That boy. Yeah, and in, in fact, in plug, fact, if you if you haven't checked out Grab's YouTube channel, you absolutely should. His channel is based upon budgeting for the month of comics, so make sure and check that out. I haven't checked it out. Uh, have you? I, I, I guess I'll, I'll just watch it and answer my own question. I want to see what kind of stuff he usually buys. Um, he likes, you know, he put. He, he, I like it when he buys something for. He did it recently when he bought a, issue number one of Sweet Tooth, and he got it for a great deal. Um, mm-hmm somewhere eBay or some kind of comic site. I like it when he does, when Grabs does that. He gets those those good steals of, um, you know, a Holy Grail issue or um, a key issue. I like it when he does that. Do you have a Holy Grail issue? That I own? No, that you would want. Oh, um, no, I don't think so. Hmm. No, I don't think so. I... As many comics as I have or I don't have, I buy them to read them. I don't buy them to collect them um, or to think about selling them afterwards, which was a lot of people do that. Like, like Grabs, um, you know, he could have bought that Sweet Tooth issue number one. I think he got it for a great deal. He mm-hmm. could turn that around right now and sell it and make, you know, 10 times what he paid for it. Um, I, I have a hard enough time just reading a book. I don't. I can't. I can't find any more stressful time to try and figure out to buy it, and sell it, and try and get money back for it. Um, I just like buying books to st- to stack in my cubby holes. Of the yeah, list. exactly. It just it's it's a giant paperweight for you, Chris. <laughs> it works. In fact, this one, you know, is getting messy, so I had to move some stuff around. Also, I found this, which I didn't know I had. So that's fun. What is that? I don't know. It's like a pencil back or something. You put is it from on. Justice League? I have no idea what it's from. I just found it. Like the the air Wayne Aerospace, isn't that? Yeah, it his says uh, W, you know, W B E something. So Wayne Aerospace. Yeah, it's like a pen. Yeah, it's a pencil case. I love it. Yeah, it's neat. I'll find something to do with it. But right now, it's in the stack. <laughs> it's in the bottom of the stack or the top of the stack? No, just a stack. The the <laughs> I, I'd call it the hole, but that would sound. Mm-hmm. It's in the cubby hole. So, do you have a, a a holy grail issue that you'd like to have? Um, 
maybe the first uh, Detective Comics, the first one, or um, hmm. I really want the first appearance of, Wolver- of Wolverine in the Incredible Hulk issue. Hmm. I really want that. So yeah, either one of those would probably do it for me. Nice. Did you read um, or uh, have you heard about that uh, Wolverine um, patch book? I have, but okay. So you know, I love Wolverine. Yeah, I don't need a patch book. What what is it? What is patch? What is this? Patch is so okay. Bruce Wayne has matches. Malone, Wolverine ah, has patch. Gotcha. That's baseball patches, and he wears. And you don't like patch. patch? No, I don't like patch. I don't need patch. I mean, I don't need him. <laughs> right. I just kind of like standard Wolverine, whether it's Logan or Laura. That's kind of what I like. I don't need, you know, spy spy Wolverine. <laughs> spy Wolverine. <laughs> if it's if he's used in a story, cool. But if it's a story all about Patch, no, no, I'm mm-hmm. I'm out for that. <laughs> I'll just uh, I'll just read another book that he made that they. Yeah, have. that's yeah. Uh, are you gonna get? Um, I, I know you're not buying physical right now, but are you gonna get um, the collected of um, X Lives X Deaths of Wolverine? I think I will. Do you think it'll read? I, I don't. I can't remember if you had a how to trouble some time going back and forth <laughs> with reading those ones. <laughs> don't get Lauren started on who, who the Wolverine should be. <laughs> I mean, she, it's a valid point. They're both I Wolverine. I, I, I I've it. been saying I want a book called The Wolverines yeah. with both Logan and Laura. It's gold. That would be gold. How is it's it they've not done that yet? Because they didn't hire me. They said no. Uh, well, and actually, they said, please stop mailing us things. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I didn't have a problem going back and forth through the book. What I had an issue with is that they were wildly different. There was no connection until yeah. the last issue of each book. That was the problem I had. So, yeah, if you were to put them um, in a volume together, I don't even know how they would do it if they would have you know, one lives, one deaths, one life, or like that, or just do all the lives, all the deaths, and he would read it that way. I don't know. But it was a mm-hmm. great story. I feel like those X-Men books have good, mm-hmm. um, good-looking covers, good-looking hard covers, and good-looking, good-looking collections, do. too. They do. Um, they do. They do a lot with the X-Men stuff because, it. I mean, it's X-Men. It sells. So people, people kind of gravitate toward it. And these new stories are not... Um, they're not new new reader friendly, so you kind of need to entice people by saying, hey, come read this pretty hardcover book. We have nice art and good stories. You like right. that, right? <laughs> oh, by the way, the lore is nuts. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, You won't be able to keep a track. <laughs> <laughs> good luck. But, uh, yeah, I, I, would, I think I do want to buy that when it comes out. I forgot to mention this when I... Um talked about something that i watched i started watching that um the show uh hbo max show tokyo vice i've been hearing about that what exactly is it so it's about uh, a character ansel egort um mm-hmm. is a is a, a journalist and he starts working at a japanese um, newspaper and okay. yakuza obviously uh in japan they are murdering people and there's a certain um certain crime that they're committing and he finds it and wants to write about it. Um, but his, his editor or the owner of the paper, um, are very, I don't want to say pro Yakuza or scared of Yakuza. Mm-hmm. So they don't let him write it. 
so it's just kind of him telling this or him trying to find the story him working with cops um the the main lead cop in it is ken watanabe mm-hmm. um which is very good uh, obviously um anyway so it's the two of them right now i'm four episodes in it's the two of them trying to in the the cop ken watanabe is feeding him details that he can't print um, it's the kind of the working together. So it's, it's it's about an American journalist in Japan working at a Japanese newspaper trying to um, write about the uh, Yakuza crimes. That is not at all what I thought it was, so that sounds better. Well, that's good. It, it, it's very good. And the first episode specifically is incredible. Um, I, it, it takes a turn a little bit after that. It adds in some new characters um, and is less focused on Ansel Egord's character than I thought. It actually focuses on to at least two other characters more than I expected, um, which is pretty interesting uh, how that works. And, you know, the Japanese uh, criminal underworld is always kind of a fascinating thing. Um, you know, they do things very differently over there, whether it be uh, specifically, and now we're seeing it in the in print, in the news, but also um, the way the police work mm-hmm. um, as well. And Ansel Egord, you know, we talked about it when we talked about West Side Story a couple weeks ago. You know, he's just a, basically a cardboard cutout um, sometimes. Yeah, he's kind of just like a, a piece of, you, you know how when they say the CGI actors talk to a tennis ball? He's the tennis ball. Anyways, this tennis ball is uh, much better. He's very so good. He, he's a high quality um, tennis ball, like the expensive yes, he, he, Yeah, that's right. It's, yeah, it's not those crappy ones that you get at like the dollar store. He's like the not the, the one high, throw high, high price one. Okay. Yeah, that's right. No dog chewing uh, tennis okay. balls. This is uh, Serena Williams hitting uh, the best tennis balls in the world kind of tennis ball. Hmm. Good to know. Good to know. Also, I just remembered something. We were talking about Holy... We'll get back to Sam. Sorry. We were talking about Holy Grails earlier of comics and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Lost in Comics did an episode on that, I believe. So check out our friends over there. We're plugging everybody tonight. Check that's out right. our friends Who else? over there. Anybody else? Anybody else? <laughs> uh, Lauren is also here. Check out her show as well. But That's good, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, check out Lost in Comics because I, I believe they did a Grail episode. And it was I'm pretty sure that's that was a whole episode. It was, it was very interesting and a lot of cool mm-hmm. stuff is on there. Um, anyway, though, I want to watch Tokyo Vice because I like Ken Watanabe, and yeah. I so I thought it was like Miami Vice, but <laughs> it was set in Tokyo, <laughs> and they were like like you know, a young American cop comes to Tokyo mm-hmm. to do something, and mm-hmm older Japanese cop has to show him the ropes and they, they have conflict. That's what I thought it was. You're not, that, you know, you replace the young cop for young journalists and you're right there, Chris. You're, you're, you're on, you're on the precipice of exactly what the show is. So I think that may be one of the only times that I've looked at something and guessed what it was and been close. Yeah, that's right. Um, I wonder what the, if there was a, a poster for the show. I wonder if that would have helped or hurt you. <laughs> I saw the poster. And check out Vigilante 1939. That is right. Um, yeah, no, the uh, I saw the poster, and that's where I got the idea that it was Miami Vice, but with Tokyo Vice. Nice. <laughs> that's where I had the idea. I said, oh, that's probably how, why they got Ansel Elgort, because he could just be there while Ken Watanabe yells at him. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I'm in for yeah, that. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. I loved uh, Ken Watanabe. He was so good in Last Samurai. I, I tried watching that the other day. Um, I don't know why I couldn't get through it. You ever, if you scroll on your Facebook feed or you scroll through YouTube, you just see clips of movies. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I watched Last Samurai clip. Um, it was the scene where he's yelling at the the young guy, uh, Tom Cruise's character, yelling at the young guy, and he's like standing in front of him, asking him <laughs> to shoot him. 
Um, yeah, I know. Grab the best. <laughs> um, and then I watch another clip and then another clip and I like, oh, I should watch the movie. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I just watched, I just watched the movie on the clips. I don't need to watch the movie again for. It's a great movie. It's, it's a great one, movie. I think it's like one of Tom Cruise's best performances because it's rare to see him not play himself. Like there's only yeah. three movies in my mind that I could say he doesn't play himself. So it, Last Samurai is, is one of those three and it's cool to see it. What's your other two? Maybe with the vampire and uh, uh-huh. Collateral. I, w- I would add another one and say Magnolia. You ever seen I've, that movie? I've not seen Magnolia. I've heard about it, but I've yeah. not seen it. He, he plays a, a, it's like, oh, it could be him now. Um, but the way the stuff that he says and <laughs> the way he talks in that movie, it doesn't sound very much like Tom Cruise sometimes. It's one of those things. Of course, it's on the list. I'll get to it. But um, yeah. Yeah, I'll get to it. <laughs> that, that would be four, though. So that's cool. But the other <laughs> three, I think, are pretty solid. Like Collateral is one of my favorite movies, period. Mm. I love Collateral, and he's he's fantastic in it. By the way, every time I say fantastic, the show, you guys should take a shot. You might be drunk by now. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Yeah, Zeddy says no love for the mummy. Did you see? Uh, I think it was a couple of days ago. The director of the movie, Alex Kurtzman, I think, <laughs> yeah, I did. that he I did. shouldn't have done it. <laughs> he regrets it deeply, and you know, I don't blame him. I regret having to sit through it. No, yeah. it, it wasn't that bad. But I don't. I don't think it was that I, bad. I haven't seen it. I am also going through Ted last withdrawal. I think that's why I have the mustache. <laughs> I think that's what it is. No love for the mummy. Uh, Edit Tomorrow is also very good. I, I enjoyed that. Yeah, I, you know, the the idea of separating who a, who a person is from their movies is nowhere mm-hmm. or is ever present in my love for Tom Cruise movies. Um, he's a weirdo. He does weird things. He's involved with a, a weird cult that does weird things. But man, his movies are so friggin' entertaining. And I will watch every Tom Cruise movie I can get. I can, I can watch any Even of them. The Mummy? Uh, even the mummy, if I haven't, I haven't watched it yet. Um, but it, yeah, <laughs> wait a Please. second. <laughs> okay, I haven't seen. It. Anyways, um, all of his movies are very good. I, I like them. All. Like his, um, somebody mentioned it. Um, you know, he's in early, his early stuff, um, like the crime drama. What's the one where he works at a lawyer's office? Um, the firm. Crap. The firm. That one, very good. Um, and you know, Top Gun. Chris is going to watch Top Gun. He's going to watch Top Gun. Chris is going to watch Top Gun. I am going to watch Top Gun. Um, You know, all of his Mission Impossible movies. You know, he gets a lot of hate. And I think a lot of people, (laughs) you know, just, I just, I just, (laughs) I just, I just love his movies. I love watching his movies. Like, I don't know if if we talked about this earlier when we were talking about Nicolas Cage. Like, he just, he makes movies that you enjoy. I forgot. Tropic Thunder. He is not playing himself in Tropic Thunder. There you go. (laughs) Les Grossman is not Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. He is his own thing. Yeah, and you met in like the Lost Samurai, Last Samurai. Um, it's a great movie. He, he's great in it. Um, I, I just it's it's hard to say that, that, or to um, eloquently say how much you like somebody in movies, but I just like Tom Cruise movies. Uh, that's it. I do love Jerry Maguire. Mm-hmm. Things are brewing in the in the chat. There's a Ted Lasso party. <laughs> Lauren, don't start another thing. You've already started the Saga Book Club. That's going to take us nine months to finish. You know, we can't Let's start a Ted Lasso watch time, party. <laughs> so, the Saga Book Club is a wonderful time. I agree with you. It's a great time. Um, I love flipping through the book during your guys' conversation about it's it. Violently flipping. <laughs> through. I, I, yeah, that's right. Violently. Like, 
made by the book. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Too late cooking. Yeah. Oh, sorry. The people want what they That's true. If, if it's Ted Lasso, people should watch it in any way they can. That's for sure. Yes. <laughs> I can't get to Oh, can I get to the sign? Get to mm. it. Wait, that's not the sign. That's a receipt. How is that thing not taped to your computer? It should be taped to like above the webcam so you can just like flop it down right in front of the Oh, that's a good idea. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do that next week if I can. There there you go. It's a little tape, little tape, nothing nothing major. Yeah, I just made a lot of stuff fall, so I'll have to deal with that later. The the thing was (laughs) not one of them. Um, So that's what we read and what we watched this week, guys. We didn't have a. There it is. It's beautiful. We didn't have a scientific poll um, just last week. We just oh, just a just a, a curiosity poll. We just wanted to know uh, if, what you were going to see in the theaters. Um, the big winner was Batman on HBO Max. Uh, with the other options were the Bad Guys, the Nick Cage movie, and the Northman. Um, the Batman on HBO Max. Chris, you said you watched part of it. Most of it, yeah. Is that the only you've, you haven't seen it yet, or all the way through? No, since I haven't out? sat down to watch all the way through yet. I haven't. I haven't really had time. And um, whenever I do sit down to watch it, it seems like the dog knows I want to watch it. <laughs> and um, like the first time, the dog, you know, the, the start of the movie when we hear there's something in the way for the first time for whatever reason, yeah. the dog went ballistic. <laughs> I don't That's know weird. What it, yeah, I don't know what it was about that song that just sent like a a message to her it's time for violence so uh there was that and then i watched most of it last night but i kept having to get up and stuff so i might finish yeah, it tonight, I, but i really went to the flight attendant yeah i watched uh it and i split it up over two days which i was grateful that i could do one of the biggest complaints that i had watching it in the theaters was just that the movie was too long it was mm-hmm. too late at night for me personally really cemented the fact that I'm like, I hate the movie theater. But watching it at home split up over two days was glorious, and it amplified uh, <laughs> amplified my enjoyment of the movie uh, greatly. Um, it was really good seeing things a lot more clear as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, on a, a screen obviously closer to me, uh, I can change the, the lighting if I need to, that kind of thing. Yeah, so I'm glad I watched it. Like Zeddy says, he watched it three times. I, I, I don't, I, I don't think it's that big of a hassle to split it up over two days and watch it. I think it actually makes a lot more sense than sitting down and watching it uh, a full three hours. Um, I think it. I, I hope it's gonna. I hope that when people watch it, um, they enjoy it um, just as much or maybe more than they did um, in the theaters because that's what I did. I enjoyed it more than when I saw it for the first time. Um, you know. I, the length didn't bother me any of the three times I saw it in the theater. And watching when I did a bit last night, I didn't have a problem with it either because for me it kind of blows by. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just me. I, I just I get engrossed in it, you know. And I keep thinking, like, even now it's like, oh, it's over now? I was ready for more, which I know is right. weird to say considering it is three hours. Also, fun- yeah, I guess- oh, sorry. No, go ahead. A fun little extra, if you watch that deleted scene, you know, the special one, which is on HBO Max also, under the extras oh, yeah. tab. Yeah, on the extras tab of uh, HBO Max, when you go to the movie, you can watch the deleted scene on HBO Max. But what's cool about it is it puts it to where where you can see where it was in the movie. Oh, that's Because cool. it plays a clip, not a clip, but like a, 
like the lead into it. So you see exactly right. where it fit. And that's pretty cool. We don't have that here. Where where does it lead in from? Right after um, the scene where Batman and Gordon are at the morgue looking at yep. the commissioner's rat trap deal. Right. It's right after that, which is kind of what I yeah. guessed. Because um, mm -hmm. that seemed to be where it would have fit in anyway. So I thought that was cool. Yeah, that's cool. I wish we had that option um, up here. Hmm. Just curious, which scenes grabs? Grab says, I feel they could have shortened so many scenes and lost nothing. I'm just kind of curious which ones. Hmm. Um, but you said, the, which movie won the poll? I'm sorry. Uh, Batman and HBO Max. They won oh, the poll, 46%. Okay. Yep. Um, so I think, and we're, we added it, Chris added it to our uh, scientific poll um, that came out today. Um, I think that's kind of either going to be the fourth answer from now on forever um, until the <laughs> until we actually get a fourth question. So, guys, head over to our Twitter page right now. Uh, we've got a question up there. Um, how do you like your Superman? Uh, we want to know if you want the if you like the classic Boy Scout, if you like a flawed Superman, if you like a mix and match, or if the Batman is on HBO Max. Um, <laughs> right now, people seem to like the mix and match. Uh, that works best for them. Uh, we'll get into that uh, next week, uh, Chris, a little bit, maybe a little bit of a teaser um, about, you know, Superman's been in the news um, lately, that's for sure. Um, you know, speaking of the Vigilante 1939, they're going pretty heavy on um, if Superman is popular with the the GA um, right now uh, in comics. Um, there's talk about um, Ta-Nehisi Coates's um, screenplay that he's got going on about what's happening with Michael B. Jordan's uh, movie, J.J. Abrams. We have no idea. Um, you know, Chris, you 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 are the poll master. Um, you know, what the, what's the thought and reasoning behind a, a Superman poll for you? Uh, it, it's just been the Superman debate is, feels like it's been going on for a month now. Yeah. And I'm just kind of curious what some people think of it. That's all get some opinions about it. I'm just kind of curious because one thing that nobody, well, okay. So we see a lot of people saying what other people want, I guess there's a lot of that going on and a lot of, well, this is what I want and, and so on. And that's kind of what I'm more interested in. What do you want as opposed to what do you think audiences want based on box office numbers and things like mm -hmm. that? Just what do you want? Right on. So yeah, make sure you head on to our Twitter account where we have polls Every Sunday or sometimes Mondays, depending on the day. Um, I'm the result keeper. I keep the results under my hat, and I will let you know next week, Grabs, who the winner of said poll is. Uh, no main topic this week. We just wanted to wrap it up with everything that we had going on over the last two weeks. Um, Chris, anything else you want to chat about before we get on out of here? Moon Knight is great. Moon Knight is great. <laughs> all right <laughs> hit us up with some uh, plugs there then chris okay you guys can follow me on twitter at that chris seven zero <laughs> that he just caught me in the comments you are cursed <laughs> so uh you and i before we head out this just reminded me you and i have talked about wrestling a little bit and i've showed you that character dan Housen. dan Housen? yeah he's like uh i don't know he's like a a zombie kind of character. I don't know. He's fun. Anyway, I, I sent Zeddy something last night. I said, I'm Chris Housen. And so now his oh. catchphrase is, you are oh. cursed. He does this thing. So. <laughs> I anyway, just, I, 
I, I just googled him. What a what a what a scene that guy is. <laughs> yeah, he's he's great. Um, anyway, <laughs> I've not seen him any him do anything other than like interviews, and I love it. But um, anyway, yeah, you guys can follow me on Twitter at that Chris Seven Zero. But as usual, I prefer you guys follow the show over at G of the Geeks. Um, we have cool YouTube stuff and podcast things that Emmett explains better than I do. Yeah, Gathering of the Geeks is available on YouTube where you're watching this right now. So make sure you like and subscribe. But we are also in your podcast feed. So wherever you get your podcasts, make sure you search for Gathering of the Geeks and you will find us. Glenn, keep those votes coming, man. Get all your friends in there. See if you can get that uh, that low uh, low poll uh, question or uh, answer up there. Yeah, you think so, Zeddy? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, make sure you follow me at Emmett Davis seven on Twitter as well. Uh, in saying all that for Chris and I'm Emmett and we gather on Sundays. Later Gators. <laughs>